thank you for indulging the preacher. Isn't it amazing how our love for God changes and grows? This is good. But I think that we first loved us. And this love is something, and when we look at the trials and the hardships and that table when we stand before him, if there's a time that I love Jesus, oh my, is it now. I hope you love the Lord. I love the song. Sometimes I learn about the Lord from moms or grandmas. And that's the floor what we're going to be talking about today. We're in second Timothy in chapter number one. And we're going to read verses three through seven. Second Timothy one, three through seven. Once you found that, our tradition here is to stand out of respect of God's incredible word. Second Timothy chapter one, starting verse three. I thank God, whom I serve for my forefathers with pure conscience. Of that season, I remember to be in my prayers night and day, greatly desiring to see thee, being mindful of thy tears, that I may be filled with joy. But I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith in thee, which dwelt first in thy grandmother, Lois, and thy mother, Eunice. And I am persuaded that in thee also, wherefore, I put thee in remembrance, that thou stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Father, we thank you for your word, the encouragement that we learn from it. We also learn how you use us in texts like this. And God, I pray that you'll help me to stir up others to make sure that they themselves are sharing their faith, who they have believed in, why, and how. And I pray, Father, that you'll help me to be able to share the important doctrines that we see in your word. I pray that you'll bless this time. And we'll thank you for Jesus' sake. Amen. And you may be seated. Before I forget, uh, mothers, on your way out, there will be a flower for you that's available. And we also have gift cards for 90 of you. <laughs> because they ran out. So here's what's going on. Um, so we got 90 because um, Ravneet over at Big B only could get 90, and we're trying to get 150 of them, and they couldn't get them shipped to him quick enough. So next week, if you don't get a card for a Big B drink, come back next week and get it. Now, if you go to another church, you know, there is a philosophy going on here. You know, there's an agenda here. I'm just kidding you. Um, we would encourage those. You know you're going to be here. You know, maybe let those who might not be get there first, and then make sure you get one next week. And uh, we're thankful for that, that group over there. They do this year, every year. And they're just great, great uh, people over there that know him very well. And uh, so, so we're, we're thankful for that donation he gives to us. So my mom, uh, I didn't know much about her spirituality as I was being raised. Uh, we went to a little Presbyterian church once a blue moon. So there seemed to be some fighting going on. So we clicked on there, and then we never went anywhere else again. And uh, my sister, uh, I think they might have taken me to one church, 
and that it wasn't really until uh, Lori invited me to church that I actually went back. That being said, after I got saved, um, I really got on fire and got burdened for my family, and I wanted to make sure they were all saved. And so, uh, most of you know the story of my father and how we prayed for him for years until he, he was saved a few years before he went home to be with the Lord. And it was a glorious salvation. Uh, thank God for my father. I can't wait to see him again. Because uh, he and I, our, our conversations were always about the Lord and about what the learning and the Word in Sunday school and my dad's absolute transformation in my life. But my mom, I didn't know about too much about it spiritually. So after I got saved, of course, you know, I'm talking to her on the phone, and, you know, and, and trying to share my faith, you know, and it's like, I love you, Mom, you know, I want you to have with me. And then I'm finally over, and I'm talking to her, and she just calls, but she Mom, you don't have to preach this to me. I'm like, okay. She goes, I got saved at 14 years old. Love and assurance, Jesus is mine, is my favorite hymn. And I'm like, well, I didn't know that. And so she explained at 14 how she was saved. And um, it was unique for me because here I didn't learn from my mom of the faith. Um, we prayed at Christmas and Easter, and she usually made my brother do it. <laughs> pray. And I was crazy. I'm like, hey, I'm not saying anything out loud. You know, I don't know what I'm saying. So, Tom, my brother, he would pray. I remember him doing that long. And I looked at this and I asked her later on, and I said, So, why didn't you ever tell me? Why didn't you ever tell me about, you know, that you believe in Jesus as your Savior? I said, We didn't know. And she said, Well, we were always taught in the church that I was raised in that you don't talk about your faith. And you don't talk about politics. <laughs> you just don't bring up your opinions on these things. And there's a lot of people that are about that age now. When I talk to them, they're very quiet when it comes to this. And I would even use the word very passive when it comes to this. But it doesn't mean they don't believe in these. Well, they don't believe in heaven and all the things that we hold on to. It's just that they felt we live it out. We want to live out what we have in time of And there's an important point to that, isn't there? That we do live out what we're actually saying. Sometimes you want people to not talk about the world because their life isn't reflecting it. And so that can be really confusing for people. And so, so that being said, I wasn't raised in a home where I sat on the rocking chair and listened to my grandma talk about Jesus or my mother. It wasn't there. Matter of fact, any time I heard the Lord's name from the dad in vain, something something out. I did a little bit of look in my family history, and I see no Christians. There's nothing in Christianity with as far back as no preachers, you know, anything that I can see. There's some distant relatives that I think went to church, and that was about all that I know. And so. I have a point in all that a little later on. Faith is something that is an incredible gift. It is something that God tells us that it comes as a result of the Word. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. 
And so, as we see this text, you can definitely see the encouragement that Paul is trying to give this young preacher. There seem to be some issues that are going on. There seem to be some necessity for him to say, listen, remember the gift that you have. God didn't give you that spirit of fear. He's given you power in Him. And He's given you love. And He's given you soundness of mind. So this is what God is trying to make sure that the young preacher has, and this is a focal point. And then He says, and I remember your beginning. I remember where it all started. It all started because of your grandma and your mom, who I knew and I saw faith in them, and now I see the same kind of faith inside of you. It was intentional. It came from mom and grandma right through to Timothy. And of course, by the laying hands of the apostle, the ordination of this man, as they saw the qualifications and the heartbeat behind this young man to go into ministry, he says, I'm going to stir you up here. I'm going to stir you, and I'm sure it stirs us also. The faith of a mother. Well, what is faith? Faith is defined as an absolute trust and dependency on God. If I have faith in God, that means I'm not having faith in me or anyone else. It is solely on God, and my trust is in Him. My dependency then is on Him. And even though even God is not seen, we trust Him for our very being, just now, as well as our future. Things that we haven't seen, like heaven, being in God's presence, seeing Jesus Christ, I lifted up. All those things by faith, we know in the future we will see them. That's this is our hope. And we learn that there is saving faith and living out the faith. In Romans, he says this way, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God and salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jews first, and also to the Greeks. That is most of us. But then we know that verse, but verse 17 says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. I remember, I can't wait for you to meet Kurt Russell. Heaven someday. He was one of my mentors. One of the greatest honors I've ever had was to, to conduct his funeral. May love the Lord, love the Word, share the gospel with men. He was known as the flying evangelist. He would go around in his, in his uh, Piper uh, airplane before his meetings and he would throw out flyers to invite people to the meetings and he would have this speaker and he would be speaking from the air to people and sharing verses. And kids would memorize verses. He would take them up and explain them to reward them for memorizing the scriptures. But, and I love that man. And I'm sitting down and the teacher is walking through this portion of scripture. And I'm talking about And I didn't know it was a person. How can it be faith and then faith? It's like, I don't understand how the two different ways that God is saying from faith to faith. He goes, Saving faith, the living faith. In other words, you save by faith, and you live by faith. Oh, now I got it. And I'll never forget that. Faith doesn't stop once we're saved. It's a continuation. The righteousness that we have through Jesus Christ is by 
faith in Him, but it also is our life. It's our daily living. Saving faith to living faith and living by faith. According to this text, the environment in a home is something that can create faith. Because we see that the grandmother and mother both had faith and because Timothy was in this environment of faith, it was a learned trait. In other words, if faith is lived out, it can be then instilled in our children or grandchildren, as the strong word. It's a learned trait. As I evaluate my wife and I's life of of ministry and going through what we have, Diane, our oldest, would be the one who would uh, watch mom and dad grow. Uh, we were young when we had our children, and uh, you know, most of the Stephen was born right before we went into ministry, and uh, and Diane was always so she would have watched mom and dad go through a lot of things. I remember some of the college days and, and the hardship that we went through. Didn't have two nickels, you know, just praying that God would provide. Going to the first church and not having a lot for five and a half years there. Um, no home that we could call our own. No, you know, nothing substantial. And, and I would only pray that our children, as they watched mom and dad, and in this case mom, that they would have seen us trusting God and believing God for our very being for everything that was going on in our lives, that they can see us believing God. People can see if we're believing God. They can't see faith because that's invisible. We can't see God. He is in heaven. But we can see an individual saying, I'm trusting Him. I'm trusting in Him. Even though I haven't seen Him, yet I love Him. And so when we start practicing out and living out our faith, our children, our grandchildren, knowing the circumstances, knowing the hardships of what we're going through, the question is, are we going to go through these issues that we're going through by faith? God gives us illustrations in Hebrews 11 constantly, from Genesis on through, of men and women alike that were of great faith that trust God. Why did God bring that interest right there to help you and I to realize we can learn from their faith? That's why we read these scriptures. See, what did they do? How did they trust? How did Joseph go through this? How did Abraham? How about Sarah? How about these other men and women that God talks about? And we learn from their their confidence and faith in God that He was the one that loved them and took away their fear, and they were of a sound mind. Because they trusted in Him. God, then, is the object of our faith. We're not talking about faith in faith. We're talking about faith in God. Because there are a lot in our society, our culture, that do have faith in faith. Well, if you just believe hard enough, it's going to come. Well, believe in what? And in who? So it isn't just, I believe, but I believe in God, the creator, the sustainer of my life, 
The one who is in heaven I'm going to meet someday. The one who I am praying to specifically. God is the focal point or the object of my faith. So this faith started when I was 19 years old. And I'm sure as you heard other testimonies of when people trusted Christ as Savior, that it all started by faith because we are justified by faith. Romans 5.1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Faith results in a relationship with God and a peace rather than an enmity with God. We are at peace with God through the Lord Jesus Christ and what He has done for us. And I believe this. When we have faith in Him, it then creates in you and I order instead of chaos. And I'm going to just bring up the home and I want to address the moms for 30 seconds on this. Faith in God is going to create order in your home, not chaos, yelling and screaming, and we don't know what we're going to do. If we're going to have faith, we're going to say, we don't know the result, but I'm going to trust God for the result. It all looks really dark right now. Don't know what's going to be happening. But we believe God is going to take all of this and work it out for good because we love Him. We don't know what this is going to be. Ladies and gentlemen, all those people in Hebrews didn't know the outcome. Abraham took off like, where are you going? I don't know. Just going where God wants me to go. Okay. How long is it going to take to get there? I don't know. I've never been there before. And you're dragging your wife along? You guys aren't kids anymore either. What are you thinking? I'm just believing God. And there's times we just simply say, God, I believe you. And Hebrews, again, in chapter 11 says, if there's one thing, ladies and gentlemen, that pleases God, is our faith. That's what God is just waiting for. You want to please God, just believe Him. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. That he that comes to God must believe that He is. And He is a rewarder of those that diligently seek Him. You just keep believing and trusting God. Some of you moms and grandpas are trusting God for your kids and your grandkids. You don't even know where they're at spiritually. You don't give up. You keep believing what God is going to do, and you have the right attitude, you live it out, and you live a joyful Christian life, and you watch what happens in their lives. Because they're miserable, and they're watching you happy in Jesus. Eventually they're going to say, my life stinks, you're happy, I guess I had to turn the cat around here. You know, you know what I mean by that? You know... There's certain guys that like cats and certain guys that don't like cats. So if you take a cat and you stroke it from the tail to the head, they don't like that. You're going to get some green. Turn the cat around. Stroke it the right way. Go with the green. So sometimes you got to turn the cat around, you know. Go with the, go with the flow instead of resistance. Because those cats don't like it. They're going to bite you and claw you out, man. Turn the cat around. Sometimes we have to turn in order to see the flow and get the chaos out because God has called us to peace, folks. We're in a world that's chaotic, but God can call us to peace because we're just trusting in Him. But faith must first dwell, indwell us 
in order to be seen and learned. It was first in mom and grandmother for Timothy to learn it from them. It needs to be an instinctive reaction. Faith. We're going to trust God. Our first reaction to problems and troubles should be faith in God. When God is the focus of our faith, others will witness God at work in our lives. In other words, we're more apt and prone to see answered prayers and God doing something if we're believing Him rather than fighting Him. Just believe Him. And watch what God will do. I don't have time this morning, but I could give you illustration of, after illustration of my life of times that I knew I wasn't giving it to God. And I'm trying to make it happen myself. And it failed. It flopped. And when I began to say, God, I can't, but you can. I'm going to trust you. That's when God begins to turn things around. That's what you're just waiting for. Faith. To those, someone like myself, who had had very little or no example of faith. You couldn't even point at Christians in your life that you hang out, hung out with or you can see right now. And you say, I don't even have an example of faith or what does it mean to believe in God? Well, make sure that you don't use that as an excuse to not follow Christ by faith. Well, my wife and I decided to put God first. And we were going to go to church when the doors were open. We're going to trust the Lord. We're going to go, go where God wants us to go and do what God wants us to do. The greatest opposition was family. But it was us stepping out and doing. And it, I believe that's what turned everything around for my father to finally get saved. I know this is Mother's Day and I apologize about talking about my daddy, but let me tell you right now, when I was talking to my dad and I went up to him and I said, hey, we're thinking about buying a house. This is before you're saved. We're thinking about buying a house. What do you think? And he looked at me and almost sarcastically, but he wasn't. I, he said, well, God's been leading you so far. I guess he's going to lead you in this too. And he went back to work. Well, God's been leading you and he's going to lead you in what to do here too. You know why? He saw we were trusting God. People see it. Moms, are you trusting God? Is the faith there? Can people see, just like Lois and yours, that the kids, grandchildren, can say, my mom, my, my grandma, they love Jesus Christ. And they might not use the rocking chair. It might be one of those lift chairs. <laughs> but you got your chair. And they see you loving Jesus. They see you praying for them and they know it. Be the example. We're all going to stand before the Lord for our faith. For our own faith. Not the faith of another. In other words, you're not going to get to heaven because mom and grandma love Jesus. You have to make it your own. And whether you have examples of faith or not, you need to make a choice right now. I'm going to serve the Lord, and I'm going to be that mom, or I'm going to be that grandmother someday that they're going to see, say of me, they saw faith in me. It is more likely that they're going to trust Christ as their Savior because they're in the environment of faith. 
They're hearing the gospel. They're seeing the gospel lived out. They're seeing light versus darkness. In this day and age, we have so many divided and split up homes. They're here and they're here and they're here and they're here. Buddy, when they come to your house, they better see Jesus. Joy and happiness and love and faith in Him. And let God use your faith to help those around you. Because faith is what pleases God. And there's no greater faith that pleases God than the day that you put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Savior. The faith that God is most pleased in is when we trust Jesus as our personal Savior. In Acts 16.31, there was a man at Philippi who was a jailer. He was... He had been part, no doubt, of the jailing and the beating up of Paul and, and, uh, and Silas. And while they're there, they're back there praising God, singing hymns, and, and praying, and shouting to the Lord. And they heard it. And when that earthquake came, how quickly did that man come to Paul and Silas and have the question, Sirs, what must I do to be saved. And he wasn't talking about saved from the jail or saved from a problem. He's talking about saving because of forgiveness of sin so that he could go to heaven someday. And the reply was, believe or have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. That's the promise of God. The first prayer that God obligates himself to answer is the prayer of faith in Jesus Christ. That's the one he's waiting to hear. Oh, you're believing my son. That's what I want to hear. You're forgiven. You're my child. You're come to heaven. You're given eternal life. All of these precious promises are yours. I trust that each one of you have indeed believed in Jesus Christ as your Savior. And now, live it out. Live out your faith that others around you will be able to see as one writer put in song, I saw Jesus in you. Do people see Jesus in you? Father, your word is special and we thank you for it. Use it for your honor and for your glory. Use this brief invitation time, Lord, it is yours. And I trust, Lord, that you will be honored and glorified in it all. Now, if heads bowed and eyes closed, my friend, if you've not trusted Jesus as Savior, I make it as easy as I possibly can for you. God's not worried about geography. He's looking at your heart. And right now, if you say, I want Christ. I want to put my faith in Him alone for my salvation. Just call on Him where you're at. Talk to Him. Just say something like this. God, I know that in Your sight I'm a sinner. And I can't forgive my own sin. But I know and believe that You sent Your Son Jesus to die on the cross for my sin. So now by faith, I'm believing in Him. That He died and He rose again for me. And I want to be obedient just like that jailer who believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank You for saving me. Thank You for giving me eternal life. Thank You that I know Your promise is that one day I will be with You. Now, Lord, help me to live out my faith. Help me to live it out so others will see that I have believed in you. If you prayed that prayer or something like that, invited Christ in, we're so glad for you. 
Help us. Uh, let us know so we can help you in your in your faith and in, in, in growing and disciple you and help you out. Uh, that's what we're here for. Let's try to stand together.